Hey, top of the morning to you. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> How you doing on this uh, beautiful April, Wednesday morning, April 27th, 2022. My name is Mike. It's Wednesday morning. Hump day. Downhill from here. I, I get that if you work a Monday through Friday job, but if you are a driver or self-employed as in being a freight broker, freight broker agent, well, we all know... It can be a seven-day-a-week job, huh? Anyway, glad you joined us. We get together on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Saturday mornings, by the way. It's Q&A day. And you can watch the live stream of the Saturday morning podcast, 9 a.m. on YouTube. If you got questions you like answers to concerning transportation, brokering, trucking, whatever it might be, you can send them to us. Via our email, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Forms all over the Freight Broker TV website. And you can even Skype us at FBTV. Just uh, open up your uh, Skype app. Do a search for FBTV. A lot of things to talk about today. Fuel prices, obviously. We'll be talking about that. Transport topics. I don't know if you've checked this out yet, but transport to transport topics. They are a web-based transportation magazine. Well, they've got they 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 have uh, selected their top ten brokers. We're going to be talking about that today too. We're going over the list. Actually, they did a hundred, but uh, we're not going to go over the full hundred. We're just going to talk about the uh, top ten. And I don't think anything on here will surprise you too much. But anyway, yeah, those uh, Canadian protests uh, that went on back in February. Well, well, well. Got news on that, too. And the Michigan governor, <laughs> I forget her name. She will... Uh, well, it don't matter. She did what she wanted to do. She does what she wants to do anyway up there, right? <clears throat> but I think the numbers are going to surprise you as far as just how big of an effect blocking the bridge was that they were making such a big deal about. I'm not talking about the protesters. I'm talking about the uh, governor of Michigan and other politicians around the country. All right, it's uh, Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. Today is Babe Ruth Day. Baseball player, not the candy bar. Denim day, got to have my Levi's. Maybe Wrangler. I got some Wranglers in the closet, too. And my favorite, prime rib day. Nothing like a good prime rib. I haven't had a good prime rib in a while. Matter of fact, the last good prime rib I had was the one I made. We did it for Christmas a couple of years ago. Smoked it, and it was pretty good. Diesel prices, no, you know, no, no, uh, no surprise here. Diesel is up six cents a gallon. <laughs> yeah, the million dollars a day or million barrels a day is. Uh, up it out a bunch. Anyway, diesel on average up to 516 a gallon. 
Gasoline is up as well, up to 410 per gallon. I saw an article the AP came out with the other day saying gas was down three cents a gallon. I was like, I don't know who they're looking at because uh, the averages have it just the opposite. It's up. Matter of fact, there's a video that just came out. We just dropped on YouTube. You may have been noticing the uh, big discrepancy between contract and spot rates. Contract rates are up, spot rates down. Anyway, there's a video. You can check that out. has a lot to do with these fuel prices. I'll tell you that. Today's impossible question, according to a recent YouGov, U, YOUGov poll, the majority of American adults passed on this popular school activity. What is it? What was it? According to a recent YouGov poll, the majority of American adults passed on this popular school activity. And I'll tell you, I uh, was one of those adults that did pass on it. I'll explain why when we get to the answer, if I remember. <laughs> if I even remember to give the answer, but that's the way that goes. All right, big news this week. Elon Musk, Elon Musk, Twitter. Yeah, he bought it. We paused. We have a Twitter account, FBTV, and we kind of, we didn't cancel it, but we stopped tweeting here, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago, something like that, mainly because it was getting too political. What you could say, what you couldn't say, but the Elon got it now that he's got it. Yeah, we may uh, start tweeting again. I thought this was kind of funny. Where is it? Where did it go? Uh, Elon, he bought it. Or he's buying it. $44 billion. But at the same time, Twitter is saying it's going to ban ads that misrepresent the science on climate change. For now. They're going to ban ads that misrepresent the science on climate change. I wonder how they're going to be misrepresented. That'd be interesting, but for now, they're going to ban those ads. All right, what are we today's topic? Uh, speaking of Twitter, social media, Elon Musk. Today's topic, we're going to be using social media, the topic using social media to grow your brokerage. This falls under the heading of marketing. Marketing your business. And marketing your business is something you've got to pay attention to. It's just... Uh, well, as a freight broker, even I've seen even seen trucking companies fall into this trap. They get so caught up in the day-to-day -day operation of their business that they forget all about marketing. And you don't have to spend a lot of money for marketing. Matter of fact, a lot of it can be free on YouTube. We've got a, I think, more than one video up about marketing 
Matter of fact, I think we did a series a while back. You can go look up on marketing your business, marketing your brokerage, social media. Now, we did talk about uh, marketing, social media, Facebook and such. But let's keep it simple. You know, a lot of you may not like Facebook. I know I don't. And the reason I don't, uh, you know, is just simply because I'm owed. <laughs> no, I, they, I, I just, I've never been a fan because it's obvious what they're doing. They're collecting your information and selling it. And I'm not a big Mark Zuckerberg fan at all. I respect him for what he's done, but just not a fan of the platform. Now the wife. She's not a fan of it either, but uh, she's on it for games and such like that. I know she was big on Farmville. And that never made any sense to me, but uh, some of you may know what that's all about. Anyway, my name is Mike. I'm the lead consultant at Tautua. Check out Tautua. T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. We are a transportation and logistics training and consulting firm, as you probably already know. We have packages available for those entering the industry. Maybe as a freight broker agent, we, we provide uh, placement, mentorship, consulting. Consulting for freight brokerages, we got packages. If you're planning on starting a freight brokerage Within the next few months, we got packages just for you. That includes our standard 12-month consulting period for a broker. Self-study. If you are one of those that, you know, just want to learn on your own, you can do that. But also keep in mind that our packages that include live training, you also have the option of on-demand training. But anyway, check it out. Taltoa.com. T-A-L-T-O-A.com. Any questions about any of our packages, uh, call me. 479-668-0838. Now, Twitter, Facebook, if you use it, whatever, whatever you're using. Uh, I know there's Instagram, there's thousands more. You're waiting for me to say MySpace, aren't you? <laughs> Is that even still around? Is that even a thing anymore? I don't know. Every once in a while, I see something about MySpace pop up. But as a freight broker, you want people, uh, preferably potential customers or vendors. And when I say vendors, if you're a freight broker, obviously uh, I'm talking about trucking companies because they are a vendor to you. They are providing a service and you're paying them for that service. And the service they are providing is moving your loads from point A to point B. Hey, if you're a trucking company too, maybe you're an owner-operator. I know you're posting your truck on the load board, or you should be. And you might even think about posting it early. If you know you're going to be in Atlanta tomorrow, it might be a good idea to post it today as available for tomorrow. But on the flip side of that coin too, you can tweet your availability using your Twitter account. Now, when these accounts come up and you're using it for business, and brokers are going to be doing the same thing. You got a load come up, you build a Twitter following, you do, the, go back to the uh, marketing videos that we uh, put up here a while back, watch those. But when it comes to 
your your social media, any of your marketing material, social media especially, because it's so easy to start doing personal stuff on there. That your your business account is not the place to take pictures of what you had for dinner, or the buffet at Flying J or whatever. You know that's not the place for it. Do that on your personal account. Your business account needs to be 100% all business. If you start building a following on your business account, be it Twitter, Facebook, whatever it might be, and you start posting personal stuff, people are gonna people are gonna dive off your bandwagon real quick. They don't have time for that. But if you're posting relevant information, and when it comes to a broker, your your whole ultimate goal should be to build a carrier or dispatcher or even owner-operator driver following on your Twitter account. So that way, you can post your available loads, the good loads. We're not going to post a load, you know, that just barely makes a dent in anything. But I'm talking about the loads, the loads that can build your reputation as a broker that has good loads. Because I don't care what broker it is. It can be the biggest broker in the world, and we'll talk about that in a moment, because we've got the list. <laughs> the top 10 brokers, as selected by Transport Topics Digital Magazine. I don't know, that may be print too, but you don't find many of those anymore. But uh, <clears throat> you're, you're wanting to build your business. You know, that's, that's the bottom line. You're, you're, you're wanting to build that reputation. And when people start seeing your loads pop up on Twitter and they're following you and they see, you know, the good destinations, obviously you don't want to post the rate. You don't want to even post the commodity. <clears throat> a couple of reasons for that. One, you want the carrier to call you because that's that's how you sell the load. You know, you're uh, in training when I'm working with clients, I'm always telling them, hey, you know, uh, the load board, the load board is just, the advertising part of that load. The load board is there to entice the trucking company to pick up the phone and call you so you have the opportunity to sell them the load. If they see what you're already paying, they see what it is, they have no reason to call you. And as a matter of fact, you post the commodity, there's a real good chance the trucking company or maybe even another broker can find your customer and find that load and deal with the customer direct. We don't want that to happen, do we? Now, when they call you, obviously, you've got to tell them the uh, rate and the uh, information, but at least now you have the opportunity to negotiate, to sell. And we have videos on YouTube now talking about selling. Matter of fact, we put up a video the other day, the uh, basics of making a sales call. You can go back to uh, a couple of years ago, I believe, we have a video up. Uh, really making it real simple on how you make a sales call. These uh, people that get out there and talk about making these long-winded sales calls, I mean, you can if you want. That might work on a, a few people. Uh, but it's been my experience that people in shipping, they don't have time for a 15, 20-minute sales call on the phone. They've got other things to do, so why make it difficult on them? See what I mean? Make it easy. But anyway, that's what you can do with your social media. You've got a website. You want to put it on your website. 
links to your social media. If you got a newsletter, which you should have, you want to have it in there uh, so people can stay in your loop. So they see you've got a uh, Facebook page or a Twitter page or whatever. You know, they can uh, become, they, they can follow you. They can subscribe to your feed. Now, one thing sometimes I notice when it comes to Facebook is for whatever reason, some people believe that Facebook is a good option for a website, and it's not. It is not. I've seen uh, some places where they have a website, but the website is not linked to anything except their Facebook page. You know, you click www.thatfreightbroker.com, and instead of going to that freight broker's website, it automatically goes to their Facebook page. That's probably not a best thing you could be doing. You need to have your own website. You know, you need to have a website. Clients of Tautoa, uh, they have the option of adding a website for, uh, you know, uh, well, they have the option of a package that has it built in. That'd be the Freight Broker Plus package. But it's a uh, standard five-page website, your domain, you know, www.yourwebsite.com, and hosting for the first year. Now, you may be going, well, what, what's all that about? Well, your domain is the address. The hosting is your actual home, <laughs> if you want to compare it to a house. The, the address uh, is your, it points to your website, and your website's on a server, so when anybody pulls up your website, there it is, you know, types in the address. But anyway, you've got links in there that have links to your Twitter feed or maybe even your Facebook page if you have one. You know, I had a, uh, somebody asked me about LinkedIn the other day. I have no opinion about that at all. You know, if, it's, if it can help, it can't hurt. You see what I mean? Because you're, you're getting your uh, name out there. And another thing, if you've got a website, when you set up your Twitter or your Facebook, you want to have your web address on that page where you, uh, your, your uh, Twitter account is or your Facebook page or whatever, that points back to your website because those links help your website climb in results of a search engine. It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. But the main thing is, is tweet. Tweet your loads. A driver delivers a load, they did a good job, pat them on the back. You know, hey, shout out to Bob, deliver that load in L.A. Great job. We appreciate it. That's going to go a long way. If that driver sees that, it's going to go a long way. Matter of fact, you should tell the driver, hey, man, we're, we're tweeting a compliment to you. Check it out on our Twitter page. Give it to them. See what I mean? You know, the, the, the company driver today could very well be the owner-operator of tomorrow with their own authority. And if they had a good experience with your brokerage, well, they're going to be wanting to uh, use you in the future. See what I mean? Anyway, social media. Elon Musk brought that up today. <laughs> and purchasing Twitter, and that's going back to Twitter. But uh, marketing, it, it, you don't have to spend a lot of money. And it don't take that long. You know, a couple of minutes a day, a few minutes a week, whatever. You know, just spend a bit of time on your marketing. And again, check out our YouTube videos for marketing your transportation company.
All right. Been telling you about the FBTV podcast mug. And it finally got here. I don't know what took you so long. Here it is. Just like the banner we've been showing you. You know, we may darken that up a little bit here. Looks like it needs to be a little bit darker. It's it's still there, but other than that, that that's the mug. Pretty good. See, doesn't that look like me? <laughs> you know? Anyway, it is what it is. Check that out on the website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Uh, you can order it from our website. And there, there, you can order it and spend five extra bucks for faster shipping. We did. And I don't know, actually, if it was worth the five extra bucks because it's Took it a week longer to get here than what they told us it would be. And uh, it is what it is. Maybe it could be his first run, whatever. You know, things happen. Hey, man, it's trucking. <laughs> okay. Okay, top 10 brokers as selected by Transport Topics. Number 10, J.B. Hunt. Number 9, XPO Logistics. Number 8, Uber. Number seven, Landstar. Number six, Globe. Number five, Echo. Number four, Worldwide. Number three, Coyote Logistics. Number two, TQL, Total Quality. And at number one, any idea? Yeah, you got it. C.H. Robinson. Biggest broker in the... Uh, in the country. <clears throat> Spot rates from last week. Let's talk, talk on that for a moment. Spot rates last week, pretty much as expected. Van down 1.7%. These are averages on the spot rates. And again, spot rate is an average rate a broker is paying a truck to move load from point A to point B. Flatbed rates up 0.3%. Refrigerated down 2.2%. Spot rates compared to last month. Van uh, rates are down 18 cents per mile, down to 284. Flatbeds up 4 cents per mile, up to 344. Refrigerated down 31 cents per mile. Is that right? Yeah, from last month, I guess that's right. Nine, uh, down to 319. Just the seasons. You see, where, you know, we're moving into construction season. Now, if you're a broker, you want to stay one season ahead, you know, when you're prospecting. So it's springtime now. You you should be really prospecting. Well, you should be into summer stuff now. Pretty heavy. Still some spring going on, obviously. You know, right now, with the shortages and such of drivers and capacity, when I say capacity, I'm talking about trucks, you can still probably get in on some pretty good freight during the current season. You know, summer, you want to be thinking about fall. Fall, you want to be thinking about winter, so on and so forth. Stay a season ahead on your prospecting. <clears throat> All right, government data suggests Canadian protests had little effect on cross-border freight. They made a big deal about that back in February. You know, hey, the can't have this shortage. You're going to have to go. You're going to have to go. Cross-border truck freight remained mostly stagnant in February with official government data suggesting the Canadian protest blockading the northern border had little to no effect on North American commerce. 
According to the latest data from the Bureau of Transportation Statistics, freight hauled by trucks across the borders increased slightly by 0.3% in February compared with the previous month. There was a modest dip in 0.5% Mexican freight, truck freight. But Canadian cross-border truck freight increased 1.5%. Historically, truck freight crossing Detroit in February has remained mostly stagnant, not counting pandemic years 20 and 21. Trucks crossing the Ambassador Bridge in February went up or down about 1% or less compared with the previous month. In 2015, truck traffic dropped by nearly 8%. What happened in 2015? Hmm. Overall, there was a net increase in Canadian imports and exports moved by trucks this year. In fact, February prevented a loss streak for cross-border truck freight in Canada. In December, Canadian truck freight dropped by 6%, followed by a 5% drop in January. Fake news, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, I get what they're thinking. You know, you can't really call it fake because, yeah, you would think because of the uh, uh, Freedom Convoy and all that going on and the uh, they were blocking the bridges and stuff like that. Yeah, it probably had an effect, but it really didn't. Matter of fact, freight went up. It says cross-border freight went up. Now, here's something kind of interesting that you autonomous vehicle makers ought to pay attention to, or even Washington. A poll shows Americans opposed to reducing age requirements for CDLs. They're opposed to it. Why? Because, well, here, here's what they're opposed to. This, this is, uh, this is uh, different. You know, they, they dropped the age for uh, 18-year-olds. Currently, CDL holders under the age of 21 are prohibited from interstate operations. The wheels are in motion to see that age reduced, and that's what we're talking about. A recent News Nation poll of 1,000 registered voters found around 71% of those polled were opposed to the idea of reducing the required age from 18 years old to 16 years old for interstate commerce. Interstate. Interstate crossing state lines. Interstate inside state lines. So, 16-year-olds driving a big truck? Half of those 71% said they were strongly opposed to the idea, and I don't blame them. Now, how does this relate to autonomous trucks? Okay, if people don't want a 16-year-old or even an 18-year-old behind the rig of a big truck, why do you think they would want to be on the road with a big truck with no driver? Hmm, Arsenio Hall. Hmm. <laughs> and the hits just keep on coming. I was talking to somebody yesterday about that stuff. Yesterday or day before. And uh, we, we were just both buffaloed about it. I mean, you know, who really wants to be on the road with an 80,000-pound tractor-trailer going down the road with no driver and having your family in the car with you? Nobody. Nobody does. Computers don't crash. I mean, come on, man.
it is what it is. Coca-Cola pledges $1 million for commercial driver training. Hats off to them. It's for Atlanta. Uh, the Coca-Cola Company will make a donation of $1 million to the Technical College System of Georgia Foundation to aid its commercial truck driving program. Coca-Cola started in Georgia, in case you didn't know, so it all makes sense. The $1 million pledge will create 11 new full-time instructor roles and two part-time instructor roles. It will also supplement the Governor's Emergency Education Relief Fund, which will provide facility upgrades. That's pretty good, Coke, don't you think? All right. New feature we have started recently. What would you do? I will give you the setup. You can think about what you would do in this situation, and I'll tell you what we did. Now, we handled it. A new owner-operator with their own authority went through us to get their first load. Their first broker load. Proud Papa. New truck, new trailer, new authority, first load. This guy was ready to go. It was a load of canned soda pop. Picked it up around uh, St. Louis. I think it was going to Iowa, maybe Nebraska. It was summertime. Now, if this sounds familiar to you, uh, you've, you've been a regular watcher or listener to the podcast or YouTube videos, because, yeah, we've talked about this before, but it's pretty important. That's why we're going to go over it again. For those of you who don't know, because problems arise when you are brokering freight, and you, you've got to handle them. Now, is a load of canned soda, palletized canned soda. Picked up the load, no problem, got to the destination, opened the doors, and all that canned soda had fallen over. It was a mess. Some of those cans had popped. Middle of the summer, hot, 100 degrees. Soda pop dripping off the walls, off the ceiling. Get a call from the driver, the owner, the owner-operator. Poor guy was about in tears. Man, I just opened the door. This whole trailer load has fallen over. It, it, man, it, there's got to be uh, two or three hundred cans in here busted. It's a mess. It's just soda pop cans. That, well, you can you can visualize it in your mind. Yeah, you know, the, all those cans on the floor, just dripping soda pop, pop on the walls. Probably some of the cans were still spewing. You know, psh, you know, <laughs> this guy, he was having a bad day. As a broker, the broker was, well, having a bad day, too. Because unless the load delivers, nobody makes money on the load, including the broker. So, the driver said, listen, I'm going to call it a day. I'm just going to file an insurance claim on this. Find me someplace I can dump this load and start over. So, what would you do? If the driver does that, nobody's going to make money on the load. What would you do? Well, here's what we did. Sometimes you've just got to take the driver's hand and talk calmly. Say, hey, look, I understand your frustration, but do you understand 
how big of a mess just one soda pop can burst can make, and especially in an enclosed trailer. You may think you have three, four, five hundred cans popped, but in reality, you may only have a case making that mess. The rest of them might be all right. Driver thinks, well, you really think you could be? Look, it's this way, Bunny. If you decide to trash that load and file an insurance claim, we'll never be able to load you again. You gave up on the load. You trashed it. And if this is your first load, I'm sure your insurance company is not going to be too happy about you uh, filing a claim on your first load and trashing it. Because you got to remember, once the insurance company pays the claim, they own the freight. And if you trashed it, what are you going to do? And the insurance company is probably going to be thinking like us. <clears throat> it could be only a case. Not four or five, six hundred cans. Even if it is four to six hundred cans, there's still money that can be made by selling that to someone else. Well, what do you think I should do? Ask the driver, how far in front of those loading docks can you pull your trailer up? I mean, if you were to pull your trailer straight up from those loading docks where you're supposed to unload, how how much how far can you pull it up? Because, oh, I can pull it up a football field if I wanted to. I mean, it's plenty of room. I said, okay, pull straight away from that dock. Get out of the way. But make sure the tail end of your trailer is facing that loading dock. So those people on that loading dock, they can see you out there restacking all that soda pop. Do you think that'll work? I go, it's only what we're going to find out how many cans you've really got busted. So, all right, I'll try it. Okay, here's what we were hoping. We were hoping that the people on that loading dock would be watching that guy restack all that soda pop and have empathy on him. Even sympathy, if you will. Because we knew they could still refuse it. Because that's, all those cans were going to be sticky as sin. I mean, you know. And you know it was going to be attracting bees and flies and everything. They could have, you know, there was a possibility they could still refuse the whole load. But we were hoping that them watching this guy restack all this for two or three, four hours... They'd have pity on him and not worry about it because, well, they had to have a, they had to have a water hose, right? Two or three, four hours went by. Got a call from that driver. You would have thought he won the lottery. He was so happy. You could hear his grin ear to ear. Man, there was only like five cans busted out of that whole load. They took the load. Oh yeah, they took it, and they, everything went great. Sometimes you just got to walk the driver through the solution or whatever the problem is. Don't focus on the problem. Focus on the solution. But that is our new segment, What Would You Do? W-W-Y-D, What Would You Do? I'm going to try to do those every Wednesday. All right, having a birthday today. 
Well, happy birthday to you. Pretty good company. Back in uh, 1822, Ulysses S. Grant was born. Walter Lance, that may not sound familiar to you, but Walter was the cartoonist that created Woody Woodpecker. He was born on this day back in 1900, 1922, Jack Klugman. I liked him. He was a fun guy. Odd couple, Quincy, Emmy. Coretta Scott King, widow of Dr. Martin Luther King, was born on this date back in 1927. And Casey Kasem, American Top 40. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Born on this date back in 1932. Today in history, back in 1933, a mob of Iowa farmers attempted to lynch a foreclosure judge during the Great Depression. Apparently, the judge foreclosed on a farm and everybody was against it. Thought it was wrong. I get it. 1937, the nation's first social security checks are sent out. And Mama, Daddy, you're going to like this guy. 1965, R.C. Duncan. In 1965, R.C. Duncan received a patent for disposable diapers, pampers. Parents everywhere were thrilled <laughs> about that. And you may or may not remember this. Back in 1986, Captain Midnight, John R. McDougal, interrupted a satellite transmission of HBO. You got a slap on the wrist. You got to find a little bit. A year of unsupervised probation, but uh, he inter interrupted. Matter of fact, uh, as the story goes, the technicians at HBO, they, they, they were feverishly working to stop his interruption, and finally... They just gave up, said, let him do his thing. He'll be done when he gets done. And I think, what, four minutes or something he interrupted? But uh, that was a big deal back in that, those days. Today, that would uh, not fly at all. All right, you may have heard about this, maybe not. In Virginia, a home was for sale. But the thing was, the home had somebody living in the basement. That couldn't be evicted. This home in Fairfax, Virginia sold above the asking price, even though it comes with an unusual feature, a stranger living in the basement, the five-bedroom, four-bath house, in need of some TLC, sold for $805,000. Boy, somebody wanted a house. Not just somebody, five different somebodies, five cash offers, and it closed less than a week after it was listed. The listing agent said the seller was an elderly man, and uh, he was in the hospital, who had allowed the basement dweller a place to live three years ago without a lease after she cleaned his house. And his family didn't have the funds to pursue an eviction attorney, so hence they stayed. It's not one of those stories where somebody just moved in because nobody was at home. And I read about that. That makes no sense to me. How can somebody just squat on your in your home? No, no, no. It's my home now. <laughs> I don't know if that flied too much here in my part of the world. All right, this is kind of uh, off the wall before we call it a day.
a woman who accidentally dropped her cell phone into a toilet, outhouse toilet, at the National Forest. You know how they are. You've been to the lake. It's a bathroom, but it's really a high-tech outhouse, just hole in the ground. Cover. Well, you've seen them. Anyway, she fell in while she was trying to get her cell phone out. No. <laughs> hey, my cell phone falls in the outhouse hole. It's it's gone. <laughs> I mean, forget it. Anyway, she fell in while she tr- was trying to retrieve it. And had to be rescued by firefighters in Washington State. She first tried disassembling the toilet seat. That could be a felony offense, government property, you know. <laughs> using dog leashes to retrieve her phone. Then she tried using the leashes to tie herself off while she weeched in, and she fell in head first. But she got her phone, and she was able to dial 911. I just got, I bet she looked like Mama Smurf, you you think? That's awful. (laughs) Taco Bell, bringing back Mexican pizza. That's coming up May 19th. Looking forward to that. I don't eat a lot of fast food, but I do like the Mexican pizza. And I didn't even know it was off the menu till a few months ago. Uh, my wife, she was a, she used to live off Taco Bell. <clears throat> and uh, I thought, yeah, you know, Mexican pizza sounds pretty good. I don't do it a lot. And she called me, hey, they don't have Mexican pizza anymore. You're kidding. That was a staple. Anyway, yeah, it's been gone for a while, but they're bringing it back May 19th. All right. Today's impossible question. According to a recent YouGov poll, the majority of American adults passed on a popular school activity. What is it? What was it? You ready for this? Going to the prom. 53% say they didn't go. Of those who did, only 51% went with a date. I've been to a lot of proms in my day. I never went to my own prom, though. (laughs) Proms I went to, I was the DJ, you know, but uh, the, uh, never went to my own prom. I I never, the only proms I ever went to was when I was uh, working. I got stories about that. Okay, if you're a driver, hey, you're going to keep talking about this till May 20th, so hang in there. Uh, CVSA 72-hour road check inspection coming up May 17th. going to last till 19th. That's when you want to go home. Keep that in mind. All right, anything else? I believe that's going to wrap it up. On this Wednesday, April 27th, 2022, remember, every Saturday morning, YouTube, 9 a.m., FBTV, Video podcast, you can watch it live. Then it's up on our uh, website, on the live stream website for that whole next week. So if you hadn't, if you missed the live, you can uh, obviously watch it from our website until the next week. FBTV, uh, well, clients of Tautoa, they have access to all of our video podcasts on the uh, Insider. If you didn't know that and you're a client, well, go to the FBTV Insider. Check it out. Okay. Remember, if you got a question or uh, you'd like to have answered during that uh, Saturday morning podcast, that's our Q&A podcast. 
Send them to me, FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. We have contact forms on our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. You can even Skype FBTV. All right. All right, go have a great Wednesday, unless, of course, you've made other plans. And we, well, we'll, we'll talk soon. <laughs>